Roll down tide. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, this is the Beer Garden presented by Oxford Crystal. Like to hear a little bit more conviction in your take, though. There was a lot of maybes, a lot of what ifs, a lot of questions. You need to just get on here. You need to fire and and put me in a position where I have to tell you that you're wrong. And now, here's your host, Neil McCready. Nice, nice. Welcome into another edition of the Oxford Crystal Beer Garden. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Today on the show, we talk food with uh, Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market, 4th of July coming up. It's a big cooking day, grilling day, smoking day for a lot of people. Greg gives you some tips on uh, briskets, pulled pork, burgers, most everything, chicken, lots of stuff, shish kebabs. Greg's kind of an expert. If you can't get everything that you want from LB's, you can at least get some tips from the guy that makes LB's great. So we'll talk to Greg in just a little bit. But first, let me tell you about the Oxford Crystal Highway 6 West in Oxford, right next door to the Oxford Exxon. Right now at Crystal uh, Dine-In only, but it's $5.99. All you can eat crystals and fries. Uh, you're hungry. You want a, a lunch, a, a big dinner. Whatever you can stop there at the Oxford Crystal Crystals and Fries dine in only five ninety nine every day. You can still get the three dollar square meal. Uh, that's your your three crystals, uh, fries and a drink. Three dollar square meal there at the Oxford Crystal, and of course they have the scrambler breakfast bowls with the with the fresh cracked eggs bacon, sausage, cheese, whatever it is that you want in your uh, breakfast bowl, you can get it at the Oxford Crystal Highway 6 West in Oxford. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call that number. Tell uh, Corey Clark what you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and uh, the rest is up to you. You can let it be a baseline for you moving forward. Or you can go ahead and do what I've done or what so many other people have done, and that's get into a Clark Ford from Clark Ford in Amory, 662-257-1900. Tell Corey that you heard about Clark Ford on the beer garden, and you'll save $500 off your already great bottom line. We're uh, brought to you by Community Mortgage. Community Mortgage located in Oxford, Memphis, DeSoto County, and Chattanooga. It's 30 years old this year. One of the oldest mortgage companies in the southeast. All of the underwriting and the processing is done in Memphis. So you know you're getting local underwriting that understands your market. It's also the leader in condo financing in the Oxford market. So get in touch with Jason Lowe and ask about Community Mortgage's float-down option. It allows you to lock in the current rate, but if rates go down before you close, you can get the lower rate. J-Lowe, J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. And we're brought to you by Strategic Partners in Media. SPM is a full-service advertising agency that works with businesses of all types, big or small, Fortune 500 companies to startups. SPM can help your advertising needs for TV, radio, print, and every facet of social and digital media. Look, here's why SPM is really good and different than other ad firms. They handle everything in-house. They don't sub their work out. The writing, the production, the editing is done solely by their staff, crafted uniquely for their clients. And lastly, an Ole Miss grad and a Mississippian's a partner in the firm. So get in touch with them. See just how great they are. It's Austin at strategicpartnersmedia.com. Now here's Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market on the Beer Garden, presented by Oxford Crystal. 
Greg, welcome back into the program. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, how you been? I've been good. Uh, always good to come on here and talk food and sports. So, uh, yeah, um, LB's is, uh, you know, in the summer months, and uh, you know how Oxford is around the summer months. So uh, we're, go- we're doing fine, just doing great, ready for football season. Okay, so I have to tell you the story. It's embarrassing. Um, I'm, I'm humiliated by it, but uh, I have to tell it because it um, – I, as my friend Johnny Goff, my neighbor Johnny Goff, recommended uh, the picanha to me. He gave me a recipe that involves marinating it uh, overnight in Allegro and uh, steak seasoning and then searing it for five minutes fat side down and then putting it on indirect heat on my big green egg at 250 degrees. And uh, I used some of the Hoover sauce as a, as a basting sauce a couple of different times during the cook. Everything was going great. It looked super, and I went out to check it at the uh, the time that I kind of figured I needed. I wanted to get it to 140 degrees internal, and I went to check it on my uh, digital uh, probe thermometer thing, and it only had it at like 50-something degrees. Now, I should have picked up a clue right there. But I didn't, in large part, because it was, you know, it was 4 or 4.30 in the afternoon. I may or may not have switched from beer to tequila at some point during the afternoon. And um, I, I thought, well, you know, I've got an extra large egg. Maybe it's just not as hot as it thinks it is. So I let a little more heat into it. And I went back to check it a little later, and it's up to 70-something. And I'm like, wait a damn minute. And then it clicked. It, it hit me out of the blue. The reading that it was giving me was degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. <laughs> well, you know, you should, you're a big Spurs fan. You should know about this, the Celsius scale, you know? Aren't you on that table? Yeah, I should know better. Uh, anyway, so when I took it off, it was more like 160, 165. Here's the good news. Yeah, here's the good news. Even as overdone as it was, it was really good. Now, it was bad overdone. And so I'm going to come back, and I'm doing it again uh, this weekend. I'm going to get it right, and I'm excited about it already because if it was that good at well done, it'll be great at medium rare. Yeah, and you, uh, how do you normally eat your steak? Uh, I normally eat my steak medium rare, uh, maybe with a, just a tick, a tick on the rare side. But I, I, I know, yeah. you know, like Laura orders hers rare, and – I, I I like mine a little more cooked than that. I like medium rare, and I I don't like it getting. Yeah. If, if and if it goes a tick towards medium, I'm okay. I prefer a tick below medium rare, but um, if once it gets to medium or above, I'm I'm not a big fan. And yet, this was really good. I mean, it was still tender. It was still good. I guess because it's, you know, it's a tri-tip cut. It's similar to a brisket kind of kind of a thing. And it was. Anyway, it was, it was delicious. I can't wait to try it again. And when I get it right, I, know, I now know that when I get it right, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever uh, you uh, do something like that, you know a really good cut, and you yet overcook it, and it's still good, you know it's a really good cut. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, make sure you just flip it over to uh, the old Fahrenheit. It usually helps out us Americans. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, I mean, I just – I realized it, and I mean, my, 
I think Caroline. Might. Oh yeah, like a ton of bricks. You're like, oh no, this yeah. is gonna p- taste like a like a brick. And so this is this is great. I got all these people over here, and you got yeah. this exclusive cut, and uh, here I am about to serve them, um, uh, a, a, you know, a slice of brick. But yeah, that's a, it's a real uh, good cut. See, sirloin is a real lean piece on the cow, so um, you know. The Brazilians, uh, what they usually do is they cut it into strips and they put it on a skewer. Um, but, you know, I, I prefer, you know, to put it in that fat side and, and really crisp that fat. And then you'll have all the juices in there with the skillet and just flip it over and just, you know, kind of finish it off in the oven. But if you have an egg, that, you know, helps out even better. You know, it gives it that smoky flavor. Yeah, the, the egg is basically when you when you put, do the indirect and, you, you know, it's basically an oven. I mean, it's it's people can make it more complicated than that it is basically an oven that you have outside and that's really as simple as that the, the the great thing about the egg is that you can use it as a as a grill you can use it as a smoker and you can use it as an oven and if you're not using smoke, yeah. if you're not using smoking wood you're you're using it as an oven all right so i asked on rebelgrove.com greg um i said hey anybody you know fourth of july is is coming up it can be uh it's a fun day it can be an intimidating day i already know what i'm doing because uh uh, your friend Carson, my uh, my son, has already put in his request for uh, for the fourth. He said, "I know, Dad, that you're you're watching your weight and stuff, but here's what I want for the fourth. I want brisket and ribs." And so I said, "Well, you know what? You, you only get to be twelve once, so uh, you got." <laughs> so Absolutely. along those lines, Mobile Rebs wants to know brisket tips. What are the must-haves as far as grilling accessories, referring to a big green egg? I can answer that part. And then he wants from you, any ideas for something different to grill? He says there's a, a bacon-wrapped head of cabbage he's been debating on trying. What are, some, what are some different ideas that he could throw on his grill on the 4th of July? Well, um, what I normally do with a whole brisket is um, – I usually trim it up and I trim the uh, flat piece and I smoke the flat piece and I serve and slice the flat piece. So with the head piece, um, it's a little bit fattier piece. So what I normally do is try to trim not as much fat off of it, but I cut it up into cubes and I throw it in a crock pot and make, you know, pot roast out of it. So people can have some pot roast sandwiches. So, you know, you can use the, uh, you know, you can have your pot roast sandwich and then you have your sliced beef sandwich. So, um, uh, you know, brisket is a, it's just a low and slow process. So uh, you just got to make sure you marinate it, uh, correctly. Always use kosher salt first and then just do your cracked black pepper or whatever you prefer. Um, there's a lot of brisket seasonings out there, of course, but, um, uh, we at LB's just do it basic. We do kosher salt. I do my steak seasoning, which is a mix of cracked black pepper, Greek seasoning, little celery seeds. So, um, but yeah, just uh, low and slow on all those uh, on the brisket. But as far as extra um, ideas to go on the grill, um, I've, we've done a new uh, got a new product up here, and it's very basic. Uh, you might can be able to get it done at your local grocery store, depending how uh, nice they are. Some of these uh, Kroger's and WalMarts really will never like you know open uh, go above and beyond and cut you with this, but. It's a pork steak, so what they basically do, what we basically do is take a uh, Boston butt, we freeze it and slice it into one-inch uh, slices, and you can throw it on your grill. It's just basically like a big pork steak. So you can low and slow and smoke those. That's a good thing for the grill. You know, of course, duck poppers. Um, if you don't have 
uh, access to LBs. Um, you know, uh, you can make duck poppers. Uh, you can get a, just a boneless, skinless duck breast. You can leave the fat on, or you can take the fat off. We take the fat off and make flying pig sausage with it. So with that being said, just uh, take that uh, fat off the breast, uh, take one slice down the middle, and take two more slices, marinate it 24, and uh, we use Sizemore and uh, house seasoning, and just uh, take you a piece of bacon, cut it in half, and then wrap, wrap that uh, duck in uh, cream cheese and jalapeno and that bacon. And that's, you know, something really unique for the grill that, you know, my, your friends might not know about, you know, because I've had a lot of people come in like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that's a duck popper, you know. So um, just stuff like that. Um, also, um, you know, ribs are uh, real easy for a low and slow. I like to just, you know, start my ribs off, double um, tenfold them up in the oven, low and slow, and then just finish them off on the grill. If you have time and you want to, you know, low and slow the sm- uh, on the smoker, just, you know, uh, adjust your time out for that. So um, as far as uh, any other tips, you know, I'm a big fan of the jalapeno poppers. You know, just take you a fresh jalapeno, slice it down the middle, make sure you take the seeds out, uh, get you some cream cheese. And, um, I mean, you know, if you have our LB's house seasoning, uh, mix it to the to where it's the shade of kind of light red, and you'll have a, you know, jalapeno popper. So, um, man, you know. There's a lot of good stuff that you can do as far as uh, uh, extra things to go on the grill. Yeah, and to answer the accessories part, uh, what you want is you want to get the uh, the plate setter because you want to get it off. You, you want to be able to manage your heat, and you don't want to char the outside of your brisket. So uh, you want to get the plate setter, and uh, like Greg was saying, uh, get your heat to about 225, get it steady. And then uh, let it go pretty much all day. I mean, I would—I don't even check mine until seven, eight hours in. And then yeah, I mean, if you if you have a grill or a smoker that you can just set your temperature and you know for sure it's going to be on that temperature for a particular time, man, you can go play golf, drink you know beer, and you know come back and you're like, well, there's my brisket, it's still there, you know. So, I, and 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 another thing with that digital thing, you can hook that thing up to your iPhone, you know, and you can sit there and check it, you know, uh, two miles down the road, ten miles down the road. Um, so, technology is great, and a meat thermometer is even better to have. I promise you that. Swag for Heisman wants to know uh, best homemade dry rib rub recipe. So he's he's at home. He's he's working on. He's going to put his on on it on the egg. It looks like he's got a. He's also wanting a Boston butt recipe, but we'll start with this. What's the, if you're kind of putting together a, a, a rib rub, what are you, what are you putting in there? Well, what we do is our house seasoning. So our house seasoning is basically just a low salt paprika base. So just basically want to get paprika, onion powder, garlic powder, a little cayenne pepper, a little black pepper, and just some other spices that you might feel that you like is, uh, to go with that. But those are your basic things to go for a barbecue rub, you know, just basic garlic powder, onion powder, pepper, cayenne pepper, a uh, little salt, and just go heavy on the paprika because that's what it's going. That's going to give it that red look, that good barbecue smoke look. So, um, yeah, that, that's a base. That's your basic uh, items to go off if you're going to try to make you a homemade rub. Uh, what about a Boston butt recipe? He's he's putting it on a smoker. Uh, what what's you have any kind of thoughts there? Any tips? 
Yeah, um, there's a lot of people do a lot of different things. You know, um, I, I I have that Southern Pride smoker, so all I have to do is just type in the number, the time, and everything like that, and I don't have to worry about it. Um, uh, I, as far as smoking, you know, you just want to make sure your temperature is good. You know, just uh, if you can uh, keep a, a good wood fire going, uh, you can go. You can do that. You know, sit there and poke that fire and make sure that you know smokers right at 200 degrees and you'll be able to smoke it you know for four five six hours uh, uh it's it's just a matter of preference there's some people that uh prefer that you know that whole smoked brisket i mean uh whole smoked pulled pork and there's some people that just you know uh, that low and slow um it's a matter of preference and it's a matter of uh the person uh, that, uh that's doing it so if it's me and i you know am not working and i don't have a worry in the world, uh, you know, I would love to do a, uh, you know, an old style wood smoker, uh, put some chips down, put some charcoal and uh, put a, a fan on it and, you know, blow that fan, make sure it's uh, blowing at about 190 to 200 degrees and just sit there and watch it, you know, so, um, and then there's, of course, there's me that works and, you know, I need some pulled pork for the next day for lunch. I, you know, set it up and uh, let it go, and you know, I wake up the next morning, and uh, we've got full pork for lunch the next day. So, it's a lot of options on that. What about barbecue chicken? Someone, if someone was do a sort of simple barbecue chicken. What, what, what do you? How do you cook it? And then, uh, how do you put together a sauce? If you're, or do you? Is there a sauce that you like that you can just buy out from the store? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a there's some uh, white barbecue sauces that are really good. I prefer to smoke chicken thighs. Um, you know, chicken thigh, we, uh, whenever we do uh, smoke chicken thighs for our plate lunch, I go ahead and do our house seasoning with a little pepper and I basically put it in the oven for 200 degrees for about 15 minutes just to get some temperature on it and then just turn around and just low smoke it for an hour, um, uh, in the smoker and they come out perfect. And then when I just finish them off with, uh, after I uh, low cook it in the oven for that 15 minutes, I um, put the Hoover sauce on them and then put them in the smoker and just, you know, they smoke with that Hoover sauce and they just, they're perfect. But as far as like, you know, whole chickens, you can do the drunk chicken, of course, but, um, you know, split that chicken. Uh, it's you, it's going to be a lot quicker and a lot easier if you just split that chicken down the middle. Yep. I usually go direct heat on each side to get, you know, a sear to where you can get some kind of temperature on it because you got to make sure chicken's cooked all the way through. Um, so with that being said, just uh, sear it on each side, put your little barbecue sauce, and then put it on top on that top rack of the smoker and just let that smoker finish it off. And it's... It's a it's a it's a good barbecue chicken. Yeah, it's a good tip about the thighs too. They're because they're you they're consistent. You can you can get a more consistent cook. And I mean, I love to. Take yeah, a, I mean that half chicken. You know, you got to make sure that meat thermometer is underneath that uh, wing joint so you can get that breast and make sure it's underneath. Uh, you know, it's under a hundred. It's over a hundred and fifty-five degrees. You know, you don't want to pop open that wing and the next first thing you see is a you know a shot of red. You know, so, um, you know, the half, I prefer those chicken thighs because they're just, they cook perfect every single time on that temperature. If you're cooking half chickens, cut the backbone out and you can, you can get, yeah. it, you can get it flatter. The flatter you get it, uh, obviously the more, the more, uh, consistent your, your temperature is going to be inside the meat. And, and sometimes you can, yeah. sometimes you have to even, 
use a uh, the butcher twine a little bit and tie it where it's where it's even because it's not you know some it's certain parts are thicker than others obviously. Um, yeah, just you know, what you'll do is just open up the wings and you'll just take a utility, uh, basically utility scissors, and just go along that backbone and just basically cut two straight lines off that back, and they just literally just will fall apart. So that's a uh, uh, that's a good that's a good tip for sure. Show up, show out is debating on buying a PK grill. He says, "Is it the best charcoal grill? And if not, what do you suggest? What's what's your what's your grill uh, suggestion?" Man, um, I've—I mean, I've always cooked out of just a regular old Weber, uh, just because um, I, I know how to uh, how, what I'm doing with the Weber as far as uh, you know, getting those char- those preheating those coals, you know, to get real hot, and then dump them on one side, and I have my direct heat on one side, and my indirect heat on the other. Um, I, I've recently uh, cooked on a green egg, you know, a couple of times. Green eggs are nice. Uh, you know, they, what's great is they can get so hot real quick and that you can control the temperature real easily. Um, as far as any other grill, as far as like a gas grill or, uh, or the grill he was mentioned, I, man, I, I wish that I uh, was an Ace Hardware technician on the side of being a butcher market, uh, butcher market owner and I could help you out on that. But, um, you know, I just, I'm a big fan of just straight charcoal. Um, you know, that Weber cost me about 80 bucks and, uh, it's still going to this day and I've had it for eight years. So, um, you know, to each his own, just, you know, uh, you definitely get what you pay for on these new grills that they got going on right now. And there's a lot of nice grills out there right now also. Yeah, that's for uh, sure. That's, that's for sure. All tough right. to pick one. Tennis Reb wants to know what are some of your favorite marinades for uh, various meats, and then he says, "What's your favorite menu to make for uh, your guests when you're home serving?" Um, well, as far as marinade, I use a lot of Hoover sauce. Um, Hoover sauce is uh, we've been selling Hoover sauce since we opened the door. Uh, it's a it's kind of a soy teriyaki based marinade. Uh, uh, Hoover Lee in uh, Lee's, Mississippi has been making it for like 45 years. So we use that a lot on beef. We use that a lot on pork. Um, and we, you know, we started using it on chicken. We do a, a, a half chicken with pepper and Hoover. Uh, it's, it's, it's been selling pretty good. Uh, as far as other marinades, um, you know, when I, I, I sell prime and upper choice and Wagyu beef. So, like, it, it, I really, whenever somebody comes in and buys a steak, I'm like, oh, I'm going to marinate these steaks up. I'm like, man, you know, you just really want kosher salt, cracked black pepper, and maybe some really good, you know, olive oil or whatever you think. You know, this, um, it, it's hard to marinate beef whenever you're handling the best beef of, uh, possible. So uh, that Hoover sauce is really good on beef. We, I just use it as a finisher, you know, whenever I it on each side i just dribble a little bit on the top you know just give it a little flavor um because in long run, in the long run you really want to taste that good beef flavor that you're buying all right there's a good question right here this is this is one that gets debated a lot by different people and people get their people get worked up about it but you are at a uh, you run a butcher shop you do a, you do a lot of you just mentioned a lot of high quality meat i know you're very careful about the products that that you put in the the food that you serve so text Texas via Tennessee Rebel wants to know. He says, I'd love to get Greg's take on how organic and local we need to be with our proteins to make sure we are ingesting chemicals, make sure we're not investing 
ingesting chemicals that were never meant to be in folks' system, sort of akin to the grading scale the butcher uses at a Whole Foods. What's your take on or- organic and, and local? Well, okay, so organic is just a USDA uh, term for exclusive grass fed. Um, if you're wanting to buy a locally raised product like they have at Home Place Pastures in Como, um, that is an exclusive grass-fed product. Uh, that's a local beef. That's a local farm. So with that being said, that's, you know, proper local protein, uh, locally raised. With that being said, the organic is just a label. You know, they couldn't, if you look on the organic thing, you'll look on and you'll, they won't, they won't, I mean, I don't think they'll give you a place where it's been harvested and raised. You know, whenever you go to Chicory Market, you know, you can you, you go and get that home place pastures beef. You can drive 30 minutes there and be like, oh, this is where this beef comes from. Um, whenever you go to the grocery store, Walmarts, you know, Kroger's and stuff like that, and you pick up that USDA organic, it's, it's, it's just a label, to, you know, letting you know that, um, you know, it's, it's an exclusive product. Um, whenever I deal with product and whenever I opened up LBs, our exclusive thing was we're going to have the best thing. We're not going to be the cheapest. We're going to be the best. So when you walk into LBs, I'm not going to have any sort of cheap product to where it's like comparable to Kroger. Um, with that being said, Kroger's beef compared to our beef is on a four grade scale difference. Um, with the, um, with the population increase, um, the USDA lowered the standards on beef, so the farmers, you know, started lowering their standards on beef because, you know, they can get it. The McDonald's will buy it, Kroger will buy it, the Darden Group will buy it, uh, just anybody will buy it. So with that being said, it's uh, it's just a certified grade by the USDA. So you know, with it being said, to to basically put on the shelves to make sure the shelves always have a product on there. So there is four levels above that. And you can just tell a difference. I had a customer come in the other day, and, you know, whenever uh, somebody walks in LBs and, you know, they buy a steak, you know, yes, you're going to pay $20 or $24 for a boneless ribeye, but I trim the fat tail out. I trim the undercarriage out. I trim the fat on the top of the uh, ribeye cap. So you're getting an exclusive center cut prime ribeye. Um, With that being said, you know, I I don't ever have to worry about you coming back and saying, you know, that steak was, you know, just what, it really wasn't good. Because it's a USDA prime product, if you cook it right, it's going to be the best steak you've ever had. And that's why we've never had a problem with our beef, because we deal with the best product. Um, With that being said, we have other stuff that's available. Uh, I have the Wagyu, the exclusive red, Texas red Wagyu. Uh, It's Heartbrand Heartbrand Farms. It's a really good product. Uh, But, again, it's just a higher-end product. And just some people are so used to, you know, going in their local grocery store, opening up their their sales paper and seeing $6.99 or $7.99 a pound for ribeye. That – I would. I, I just could never bring myself to pay eight dollars for a sixteen ounce ribeye. That's just me. That's just you know. How, you know because I've been dealing with particular products, and it's just 
you know, it's sad that, you know, Kroger's and Walmart's, they don't care about their customers and they don't care about their product. And yet, you know, they don't suffer. So uh, it's just tough because uh, we, uh, we want the best for our customers and we want our customers to walk out knowing that, you know, that's the best thing that we can get and that's the best thing that we can offer for them. And, you know, that's why we've been open for almost 10 years. And it's just, uh, it's a totally different animal whenever you're, whenever you're dealing with it. And it's just, uh, you know, like I said, it's, uh, it is what it is. And, you know, like I said, that's why you come into LB is to get that better product because, you know, we have it. Uh, someone wants to know what's the it's uh, Stan B Reb wants to know what's the perfect weight and size for the perfect hamburger. Um, wow, that's uh, that's a tough call because there's a lot of people that like that half 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 ounce burger, uh, that eight uh, that eight ounce burger where it's a good thick juicy burger. I prefer like a five to six ounce burger because I like to do two patties and then put my cheese in between the two baddies i like kind of like a big mac but i prefer to put two jalapeno poppers in between my two patties um so but uh the smoky bacon burgers the filet burgers and the wagyu burgers that we sell we try to patty those out to right around five to six ounces uh which ends up turning out to being right around six dollars for two burgers um it's just um, uh, you know, uh, it, it's hard to say. It depends on what you want to do. But if you want a, a good smoked burger, we're, com- uh, we're inventing a new burger today, actually. It's going to be, I mean, I'm not trying to steal the uh, Neon Pig's Thunder, but uh, it's going to be very similar to the, to the Smash Burger. It's going to be like a, uh, we're going to take some ground chuck, some Wagyu chuck, some smoky, uh, we're going to double smoke some bacon, and we're going to grind the uh, bacon and the uh, Wagyu chuck on a medium plate. And then we're going to just do our uh, Wagyu eyes around on a fine plate, which is uh, a true 90-10. So it's just going to be a good chunky burger, and we're just going to patty it out to patty it out to, uh, uh, to eight ounces, and we're just going to smoke it for, for 30 minutes and put it on a bun and wrap it up in a piece of tinfoil and sell it. So um, that's uh, – that's a new product that we're going to be coming up with. And we also uh, did a little um, a little twist on the uh, ribeye sausage. Uh, we did a, the new ribeye sausage, uh, the spicy ribeye and cheese. Oh, let me, let, me, let, me inter- let me interrupt because I had this on Sunday. And uh, unlike my, uh, my picanha, which I overcooked, I did the sausage perfectly. And I'm a big fan of multiple sausages that you have. This is probably my new favorite. Well, yeah, I, I thought you loved the so you like the spicy ribeye and cheese. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, it like I said, it. I'm l- listen. I I, it, I don't want to insult the chicken uh, jalapeno because I love it and it's my friend and and I want to say nice things about it. But but uh, yeah, the spicy ribeye. If you told me I could only have one sausage, that's the one I'd want. Nice. Well, we were going for, uh, you know, something savory and then something spicy. The original uh, ribeye sausage has uh, Hoover sauce in it. So this one it just doesn't have any Hoover sauce in it. And it has a uh, red pepper flake, a little jalapeno flake, and uh, some cheese. And uh, we also uh, put some uh, sm- uh, smoked bacon in it last time. So it's almost kind of like a spicy cheeseburger sausage yeah. now. But, yeah, yeah we uh, – 
you know, that's another thing that, you know, it's great about LBs is, uh, you know, if, 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 if you're a customer and you walk in and you want us to, like, try to make a particular sausage that you've had somewhere, I mean, you know, we've come up with the Blue Dream sausage. We've come up with a Harvest Apple sausage. You know, I've had so many people come in like, blueberries and a sausage, and I'm like, man, just, you know, try it, you know, with some pancakes. It's a very, you know, high-end primo breakfast sausage, so... You know, it's just uh, that's it's um, that's something that we can do. You know, because we can actually have a conversation with our customers, and we want to talk to our customers, and we want you know to get their feedback on their ideas uh, of something that they might like. But uh, and uh, to follow up on what I like to cook, at, you know, when I go home, man, uh, I, I cook so much food up here at LBs. It's hard for me to go home, but. If I do go home, you know, I'm very basic. I like to do, like, lasagna. Um, I like to, you know, maybe get one of these uh, bone-in ribeye roast and, uh, you know, slice it and do like that. But uh, pretty, not much cooking going on at the home at the home place because there's a lot of cooking coming up uh, up here at LB's. So um, I would love to cook more at the house. But that's uh, – Whenever I leave LB's, it's either China Royale or OB's or uh, Gensa or Library Wings. So. <laughs> All right. Good question here from OS62. He wants to know, and frankly, I do too. I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts here. He says, what's the best way to make burnt ends? How do you do it? Wow. I have no idea what's a burnt end. What is that the end butt of? No, I think it's, I think it's like on a brisket. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll Is it the, just the outer outer pieces that they trim off? Well, you know, you, we referenced it earlier. You know how you, you, when you trim up a, a a brisket, the like the, the the flat piece that you like to cook. That's the the. the Is that called the burning? No, that's that's the flat part. The top on the the part on the top. I think what they do is they they. They cook it longer and then cut it up into burning. Yeah, I that's think. what I put. That, that's what I put in the crock pot. That's what I make my pot roast out of. Yeah, I think th- I think the answer. Don't hold me to this, you, you, OS. You're probably going to have to do a little researching, but I think the answer is that you put that back on the smoker for longer, and uh, and then and then you're able to cut it up. I, t- I think that's the difference. It cooks, yeah, uh, it just cooks well, longer. Yeah, uh, I've 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 cut. You know, I've smoked both pieces. That flat piece, I mean, it is probably the biggest brisket I've ever cut. That flat piece was probably almost three inches. So whenever you get all the way up to the tip, uh, to the point of the brisket, you're going to eventually almost go probably double that to almost eight inches. That's how thick that difference in between the tip versus the flat. So, um, yeah, okay, now that, you know, I've figured out what that is and that sort of thing, but, yeah, just go low and slow on the – you basically want to put the tip in first and try to get an hour on it to where if you want to, they can come off at the same time. But uh, that tip – I mean, I love fat, and that brisket fat is really fatty. And, I, you know, I'm just a fan of the fat, and, uh, you know, some people want that flat piece, but – that uh that that tip bend piece is really good. What's the secret to perfect shish kebabs? Um, sirloin and Hoover, uh, cut right down the middle, and then cut uh, down the yeah sirloin uh, uh, sirloin and Hoover from LBs, uh, and some bell peppers and some onions and some mushrooms. Uh, 
<laughs> no, just it. Uh, no, but I, you're right. And, but the reason you're right is is. And if, but if you don't have access to LBs and you're doing it at home, the, the the secret to perfect shish kebabs is that you've got to make sure that your meat pieces are uh, are already marinated yeah. for, uh, for 24 hours. You and know, the, because they're going to cook a little bit. They're going to cook quicker whenever you do that. And you've got to make sure that you have some uniformity to the size of your pieces. Otherwise, sure. one piece is going to be overcooked. One piece is going to be undercooked. You you have to have you either have to just be get someone to cut it, get a butcher to cut it for you, or you have to have some pretty good knife skills. You you you've got to make sure that you get. Um, and you can, I mean, you can get a uh, a sirloin roast from the grocery store, uh, but what you're looking for is uh, that bottom half of the sirloin roast. Um, there's that's a real lean part. What we do with our uh, the sirloin in Hoover is actually the picanha. But I take the fat off the picanha and trim them up into eight to, uh, to six to eight ounce pieces. So that's why the, the sirloin and Hoover's are so good because it's actually that piece of picanha with that fat piece uh, cut off, and that's actually called a kubat. Squatchin wants to know uh, when you're going to make more stuffed pork tenderloins at LB's. Uh, I mean, I, I'll. If, you know, if you call LBs and request, I'll, I will literally tell you all the sausages we have made fresh that day um, and how big of a tender one you want. I will do it, you know, right on the spot. Um, the only problem we have with uh, some of those, like, particular that product, we did it uh, pretty solid for, you know, a month, and then all of a sudden they just stopped selling, and then we turned around and put them on the plate lunch. So, um, you know, you, you've uh, – that's the good thing about filling out product and, and doing particular things, um, you know, because there's some people that get that and they're like, oh, man, that, you know, that, that thing was awesome, you know, because he literally, he probably bought it and he low, low and slowed it and that then did it perfect. And whenever he sliced it, it literally is a big, fat, center-cut pork chop on the outside and it's fresh, uh, you know, homemade LB sausage in the middle with bacon wrapped around it and it. Uh, you know, it's one of it's one of the better you know things that we've done. But yes, I'll I'll bring it back and I'll post it on Instagram. We did we did a uh, we did a bunch of different ones. We did some uh, crawfish boudin stuff uh, loins. We did some spinach and cheese loins. We did some crab and cornbread loins. Um, I think I remember doing like a a, a pineapple and ham uh, bacon wrap loin. Um, but yeah, uh, if you just want, if, you, if that's what you want, just call me and say, Hey, will you stuff me a bacon wrap loin with a particular sausage and we'll do it. You know, and that's, that's another reason why, you know, we're open and that's another reason why we'll continue open because we can communicate with our customers and we can talk to them like that and we can get them what they want. Uh, I think you touched on this just to recap your, your secret to ribs is you double wrap them in foil, do them in the oven, and then you finish them on the grill. Is that correct? I mean, you can. I mean, it just. I'm when I'm waking up at eight o'clock in the morning, and you know, trying to get uh, food ready, hot and ready by eleven o'clock. So, uh, it just it, it's basically a shortcut for me. Um, I mean, you know, there's uh, certain ways to do ribs, but that's just how I do it. You know, for the store, for the lunch, to where I can adjust out for my time. In a perfect world, I would love to come up here at four o'clock in the morning put you know a whole case of ribs on the smoker and put it at 200 degrees and then you know it'll be ready at 11 o'clock but 
Um, you know, I guess that's just me being lazy and not wanting to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to put uh, ribs on the smoker for the plate lunch. So, um, But, yeah, you can do that. Um, there's a lot of different ways on the ribs, but that's what I recommend just because it's easy. You can control your temperature in the oven with uh, whenever they're double wrapped. And then that way you can just finish them off low and slow um, on the smoker, or uh, you can throw them on the grill and get that char on the outside of them. All right, last thing, uh, Decoration Day wants to know, I, I think he's having some fun with you here. He says he can only uh, he can only get choice brisket here. He's not in Oxford. Will he, uh, he wants to know if you'll ship him a prime hole packer, and if not, what's the best place to go uh, buy one online? Um, if, uh, see, that's, that's, a, uh, that's another thing we're trying to venture into. We are trying to, uh, take LB's product outside of Oxford. Um, uh, we're trying to offer an exclusive list of products that we can ship to you. Um, if you are in the Jackson area, um, I would recommend, you know, the, the best, place for something like that it's going to be whole foods you know that that's the problem that you know everybody's having right now is you know you can't get good product everywhere you know because there's not you know local butcher stores that you know can stay open and compete with you know with walmart and kroger prices so um you know i you know you can't go on amazon and order a prime brisket you know if you would do that i would not do that but um it's just hard to find good prime beef just because it's a lower mark. The, the, the market's not there for uh, the customer anymore. There's, they want to lower the standards and, you know, fill up those uh, Kroger's and Walmart's, you know, with, with that choice. And it's really not choice, you know. Uh, um, that's, that's the thing about it is if you see that stamp and it says choice, you know, you got to check that e EST number on it and uh, look up that EST number and get the actual um, uh, get the actual product information on that um, because that's where your product information is. Uh, it's not where it says choice because they can just literally put choice on there. So, um, with that being said, yeah, I, we'll we'll try to get there to where we can start shipping out prime briskets, but. Um, man, it, it's just, that's tough because, you know, I want, you know, that's, that's a customer that I could take care of and I, you know, and that's just how the markets become, you know? So it's just tough on me whenever I hear something like that, that, you know, people can't get good product, uh, where they live. And he wants to know what's your handicap these days? <laughs> well, I have, uh, let's see my recent golf log of 2019 or 19 right yeah 2019 yes. uh i have hit four buckets of range balls so i get a free bucket at university now uh i am in i'm playing in the six man at baseball and i'm playing in the six man in cleveland and uh you know a, a jedi master never loses his lifesaver so um you know once you uh once you've had it on the golf course, you never lose it. Now, the short game is the first thing that goes, that's for sure. But uh, I can still get around the course. Uh, I, can, uh, I, can break, I can break 80 anywhere but Oxford Country Club. <laughs> don't recommend Oxford Country Club. It's, it's, it, it'll, it'll humble you out if you don't, uh, if you don't uh, keep it straight down the middle. But I'm probably rocking about an eight handicap right now.
very flattering that people want to know about my handicap. These yeah, days. see, you're a star. Uh, all right, last thing. This is uh, <laughs> for people that know that are hearing this. If you're in or around Oxford or if you're going to be in town, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? What do you uh, – yeah, you know how do people? Well, you can uh, you can always call the store. Uh, we're all we're open Monday through Sunday. I'm currently closed right now because I'm doing an interview with uh, with Mr. Neal. Um, so uh, we will be opening up the door here uh, when we get off the phone. But uh, we're open Monday through Sunday. We're open from ten uh, to six, kind of Monday through Wednesday. With the summer months, it's kind of slow, so we try to get out of here at six. But uh, you can just always call the store. Um, I try my best to reply on Instagram and Facebook as much as I can. Um, um, uh, you know, you can also get us in touch there. We have a website, lbsmeatmarketoxford.com. Um, there is a um, site on there to where you can send us messages. I'll get it through my email, and I'll try to reply back as quick as possible. Um, if there's a particular cut you're wanting, if you know that you're coming to Oxford, say, um, the first home game and you don't want to fight the square and you don't want to, you have your own condo, you have your own grill and you want to, you know, do something nice for your family. Just call me before Wednesday. And that way I can adjust my inventory out for it. And I will literally give you 10% off. Like I'll literally give you either free sausage or some twice baked potatoes, or I will literally give you a freebie to add to your meal just because that just helps us out. I mean, I wish that, I could have a uh, an unlimited stock on week, on game weekends and stuff like that to where uh, we can adjust out for the person that doesn't know about LBs that walks in and orders, you know, eight ribeyes or, or, or ten fillets or something like that. But if you always call in advance, I will take care of you. Um, we'll put your name, you know, your order down. We'll have it ready for you um, whenever you walk in the door. So, um it's just uh little things like that helps us out a lot um we're gonna start um maybe doing some uh, uh stuff with land shark delivery um uh, we're gonna probably do uh, a plate lunch option and the burger option and then we're gonna probably have some grocery items for delivery also um basically like uh grill packs uh pork chops burgers uh, fresh sausage so uh, all that product is going to be frozen uh, and you know so you'll be able to go to Landshark and click on that and literally you know place an order through Landshark delivery and get LB's not only the plate lunch and the burger but LB's product so trying to expand out man it's a uh, you know it's uh, it's hard being a small business in a big in a, in a big pond but uh, we're we're doing it we're doing as best as we can with the situation and uh you know, we're just uh, thankful that we have really loyal customers that, you know, want good product and um, and come and get good product. Greg, thanks so much for the time. Have a great fourth. I'll, uh, I'll see you this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Our thanks to Greg for his time on the podcast today. We'll be back with another edition of the Beer Garden here really soon. I'm actually... As I say this, planning to uh, record with John Hamm, our NBA expert in Oklahoma City. We'll talk to him about the uh, Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Lakers, all the stuff is free agency in basketball. And the NBA is right around the corner. So we'll get to John here in the next day or so. Until then, hope you enjoyed this edition of the Beer Garden presented by Oxford Crystal. Until next time, take care.